Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast on 5x5. This is episode number 83. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by the High Priest of Handwriting, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, that's pretty good. No, I'm not, I'm not I've been getting one. I've been getting questions about the the handwriting actually here recently again. Yeah, yeah, it's something that comes up all the time. You know, how can I improve my handwriting? Things like that. And that's well, a hard thing to. Uh, that's a hard thing to discuss. You know, it's a hard. Uh, you know, it's there's no clear cut way other than practice, practice, practice kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's like it's at least sort of thirty percent of the whole thing is the handwriting, right? Get the pen, yeah, the paper, a, and the, the the handwriting. Like, yeah, kind of. They go, <laughs> excuse the pun. They go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. What was was it last week? No, it was the show we had Anna on where that link on Reddit was about. You know, the my <laughs> it showed up on the penmanship porn subreddit. So yeah, it comes up from time to time. So that's funny. So how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Big good, show, good. huge show today. Massive, so much stuff, including including this. <laughs> and you'll have to wait until the end of the episode to find out what that is. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. So, um, yeah, well, let's get it started then. We had some um, follow-up with field notes, a few few field notes items this week. Um, just one thing I thought that field notes fans should check out if they haven't seen it already. Um, it's, it's it's worth a, worth a watch. Um, on the Field Nuts Facebook page, which Mike and I have talked about, um, it's a group page on Facebook, and pretty much the only reason I have a Facebook account just to uh, participate in that in that group because it's pretty cool. Um, Field Notes themselves did a contest um, where they were offering up three. Well, it started out with as three press sheets, like these rolled out big press sheet printings from Field Note covers um, that they were giving away. To these readers, I mean, to the, yeah, to the readers and the members of the group, and um, well, that was cool in itself. They finally gave it away, and then Brian Bedell, who's been on our show before um, from Field Notes, did a video showing what the sheets looked like, and that was the coolest part of the whole thing. Um, you and I didn't win, unfortunately. Nope. Um, but um, you know, mine would have gone straight into like a picture frame or something like that. But it was worth. I wanted to point it out the video because I thought Brian did such a great job. Um, with the Brian cracks me up. He's hilarious. I had a grin on my face the whole time I watched yep. this video. Um, he's he's really smart and funny, and um, it was cool to see what some of these test printings and print sheets from um, from Field Notes look like. So you know, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, like Mike and I are, and you know, a lot of other people are, we'll put the link to the video in the show notes, and it's worth just checking out. You get to see Brian from Field Notes talk about some of the printing processes of the uh, notebooks and things like that. So. That's pretty cool. Did you get to watch that video? Yeah, I watched it this morning. Yeah, it was pretty neat seeing some of the um, the old covers, and then at the end, he threw in a little extra test printing of um, some of the Ravens Wing covers. So that was kind of cool. The um... oh, it's gone out my head. Something. I was going to say something, but now I can't remember what it was. Something so. something field notes. Something something field notes. Yep. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah. Have you broken out your uh, Horizon edition? I have. And? Um, so I really really love the way that they look. Um, the I like the the gradient quite a lot, and the blue colors are really really striking. I like that the covers feel different again. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that that's something that they continue now. Like the cover's got this weird. It's like shiny, but it's got kind of like the texture. It feels like it's kind of like um, bobbly. It's weird to describe. It's like a rough mm. texture. My only sort of thing about these is they smell really strong. Mm. You think it's maybe the cover material? I think it's the paper because the, the paper's paper. colored. Because mm-hmm. when I smell it, <clears throat> it's got. <laughs> it just smells like you know. It smells like paper. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, you will notice, all of our pen addicts will notice, sometimes that sometimes paper just has a smell to it. And this is, it's got quite a, a strong smell to it. Yep. Yep. Well, I got, mine finally showed up and I haven't, I've opened the envelope from Field Notes, but I haven't opened up one of the sets yet. So I haven't uh, taken a whiff. But <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did think <laughs> that's going to be a new, uh, it's going to be a new um, field notes uh, meme, you know, smelling your field notes like Aziza uh, tastes tastes uh, the fountain pen ink. We'll be smelling field notes. So there's somebody that tastes fountain pen. <laughs> Aziza from Gourmet Pens. Uh, it was on a, it was on an Anderson Pens podcast one time. I don't know. I don't know how it came up, but yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't think like it's a regular thing. I think it was just kind of like a one-off thing that became a thing. Anyway, the, I, when I opened up the Cold Horizons. Um, envelope i was impressed more than like looking at the pictures online with how they looked they are really striking looking it's one of my favorites Um, like to look at i mean i i've not made i haven't used i've only used it a little bit mm -hmm. like i've i've not used it a lot like i've i've broken out one and i've been writing some notes that aren't sort of my daily notes i'm still i'm using one of the um they what are they called the new black ones pitch black pitch Mm-hmm. I'm about halfway through a pitch black, so I'll be you probably picking up um, a cold horizon after that, like and using it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like, I love the way that these look. I think that they're some, they're maybe one of my favorite designs Ooh. to look at. But it does have that little downside for me is that the the paper smell is quite it's quite strong. Yeah, well, I'll I'll have taken a whiff of mine by next week. I should be ready to open up a new one, so I'll open up one of those and, so, and check it out. Because yes, a couple yeah. of people aren't liking aren't liking the cover, so I want to I want to oh, check no, that out for I, myself. I love I love the way it, I just like that they feel different. Mm-hmm. I like the diff, I like that there's a difference in them. That's that's just fun for me. So I had one of these yesterday morning, and I was writing in it with um, my uh, Edison Pearl, mm-hmm. and I thought I was high. Because the fumes <laughs> of the the fumes of the acrylic, yep, and the fumes from the paper, yeah, it was a. Uh, my notes got a bit funky. <laughs> Don't do that in a closed up room, right? I'll try not to. We'll have to we'll have to break down the door and and rescue Mike from his uh <laughs> his pen and paper induced coma. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was fun, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> So a couple of people asked me on, on on Twitter, you know, aside from field notes, um, you know, what other notebooks are you using? What other paper products are you using on a regular basis? And I've gotten a few. I've talked about how I've been kind of behind on my notebook testing, but there's a few that I'm really, really anxious to try. Um, one of them I have, I have started trying, and that's the uh, Hobonichi Teco, the uh, planner I got for 2014. Um, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, as we get closer to 2014 to start using this notebook. And what they did was in December of 2013, they did like um, 
these little half pages. It's it's not a full sure. type full type page, you know, until you get into 2014. But you know, starting December 1st, they give you these little half pages, and you can start writing on them. Because I wanted to start using the paper because it's that Tomoe River paper that I like so much to use with fountain pens. And it's gonna be nice to have uh, like a little planner um, or journal to use, you know, whichever fountain pen I wanted. So I started on December 1st anxiously. And using, you know, kind of a wider nib pen, I think I used a Pelican nib, um, just a regular standard EF nib, which is, you know, sometimes wider than some of the Japanese EF nibs or F nibs that I use. And, um, man, that paper just handles <clears throat> handles anything you can throw at it so easily. It was... Um, it's it's a real joy to to write on. So I'll, I'll be having more. I'll I'll do a review of the Teco coming up soon. Um, I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to do it before I really start heavily using it, or wait, you know, till like January's over after I've used it and see how it holds up. So I've had so many people asking me to review it or what's going on with it, but it's you know it's kind of not really useful until 2014. So. I've I've been delimited on on when to post that review, but um, I'm very happy with the with the product so far. Um, one notebook that I think might crack the heavy rotation and might replace some of my Rhodia use is one called the oh boy I'm gonna butcher this Kyokuto Ki- Kyokuto yeah I think yeah Kyokuto. The FOB Coupe W Ring Notebook. And this came out at Jet Pens. It's been several months ago. And current, I picked one up right. It's currently what? 40% off. They've got a well, deal think, at the moment. I think that's if you buy over $75. Oh, or yeah. Something. 75 minimum notebook. Wow, that's a lot of notebooks. Yeah. 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 So they always have that in place. That's always in place for notebooks. Oh, okay. Um, so I bought one when they came out, and I haven't really used it. But this is the notebook that Ed Jelly uses for all his reviews now. And he raves about it, and he told me I needed to get on it and start using it because it's really impressive handling all different kinds of inks. Normally, I'm not a wire-bound notebook kind of guy unless they're done like really right and really strong and really durable, like the um, the Dome Paper Idea Journal. That one's done right, and it's perfect. Um, this one looks like it might could replace, you know, some of my Rhodia pads just um, for review purposes and fountain pen review purposes and things like that. It's a great size. Um, what's this? What's the standard size here? I just don't like ring. Yeah, it's when you get it. When you get it in hand, it's so well made. It feels strong and durable that you kind of overlook the ring. And normally I'm with you, Mike. I, I I don't... Ring is way down the list of what I would normally look for in a notebook. But this one's done right. Um, it feels very strong, very durable. So we'll see. Yeah. This one's... They're calling this a semi-B5, which doesn't Just make sense. The uncomfortable... It's seven, Sorry. Nine, no, it's, it's seven inches by 9.9 inches. Right. I just find it uncomfortable to have the spiral right in the middle of the. the yeah, that's right. You're left-handed. Yeah. I, I forget that. That makes a bigger difference mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Truth to that. So. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I, I need to review this 
ASAP because I think I might cut over to using this notebook for some reviews. Because what I do is I've been using a Rhodia um, dot pad, but I have been using the um, the ring bound one of that. And I keep all the reviews in the same notebook without tearing them out. So that kind of helps to where it keep all my reviews together and, instead of having stacks of loose sheets, which I still have also. But regardless, keep it keep an eye out for that one because I think um, I think that's going to be a good one. And uh, I know Ed loves it. And just click over to edjelly.com and you'll see all of his reviews now are in that notebook. And um, you can see how good it it handles all of all of the inks and things like that. One I'm a one more I'm a little more hesitant on. Um, it's called the Life Noble Notebooks. They're from Japan. They're way more expensive than something like the Kyokuto or the Rodia just to use on a daily basis. I have one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna test it out. Um, I just don't know how it's going to if it's going to be that much of a difference to to accommodate the the large difference in price that the notebook is. How much yeah, is it? They're around about $25 each the, just for like an 80-page notebook that I use. Yeah, the A4 one is $46 on Japan. Yeah. That's insane. Whereas the Kyokuto one I was just talking about is $13.50. That's really expensive. Like, yeah. I mean, like $13.50 is expensive yeah. for a notebook. And then to the one I bought, I think, was the A5 one, which was $25. Um which is extremely expensive um, for a notebook. So we'll see. We'll see on that one. Um, I mean, it's going to be a great notebook. I just don't know if it's going to justify the price. That seems awfully, awfully expensive to me. So I just use field notes. Like I feel like people are asking me this question more and more often now as well, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I need to use field notes. Just because of the way that I use my notebook is different. Like yeah. I just, it's not about, for me, it's not about like, Anything else other than portability, right? Right. That is the main thing that I look for now in a in a notebook. Yeah, so I guess those questions are, are better for me because I'll do different things yeah. for the blog. You know, testing and writing on different papers for different reviews and things like that. You know, like I've been using the Done paper for you know gel ballpoint rollerball inks, and I've been using Rhodia paper for fountain pens. So. Um, but I do try different things and review different ones. So and uh, carry more more paper than just the field notes so yeah i'm always experimenting with that so i will have some more coming up on those soon for sure should we take a quick break yeah that'd be good so let's take a moment to thank our friends over at squarespace for helping to support this week's episode of the pen addict squarespace are the all-in-one platform to make it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio for a free trial and 10 percent off your first purchase Go over to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO12. That's going to not just support the show, but get you 10% off. So Squarespace, the things that we love about Squarespace, me and Brad use them both for for our own personal websites, and Brad also has one for Knockco, as as you well know. Um, We love the way that they look fantastic, the fact that we can use the beautiful themes that they have and we can tweak them and we can change fonts and colors and stuff like that as we please. And it's going to look fantastic across all devices. Like I spent some time uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, and I just 
overhauled my entire website. I just went to change the way it looked and just give it a totally different feel. And I was able to do that just in a very short space of time and was able to tinker to my heart's content. It was great. But it was all easy. Like when I say tinker, I wasn't going in and changing like HTML code or CSS code. I was just um, like moving sliders and changing selectors. And how does this font look? Click. Okay, how does this font look? Click. And then it just all updates live for me in the browser as I'm making these changes. That's the sort of stuff that I love. But if I'm in Squarespace and I'm playing around and I get stuck with something or I need help with something, well, I can contact their fantastic support team, which work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They even have people in uh, and working over Thanksgiving as well. So it just shows how, how dedicated they are to making sure that you can use your site as you like whenever you need to. I mentioned that Brad is using Squarespace for, for Knock Co. Well, he's able to do that because of their e-commerce platform that Squarespace have built. So if you want to set up a shop and sell things online, you can do so in just a few minutes. And not only will it help you actually sell products, but you can also manage all of your inventory and shipping information and stuff all through Squarespace Commerce. They have connected accounts, meaning that if you want to look at connecting your Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram accounts, just name to name just a few, you can do that. You can have your content from these services showing up on your website or you can push content out to some of them as well. I really love Squarespace. They're like the all-in-one place, that just to, like a one-stop shop for you to go and just get all of your website needs taken care of. So the best way for you to see all of this is to go and try it out for yourself. So go to squarespace.com. You can sign up for a free trial right now. There's no credit card needed to do that. Their plans start at just $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. When you do decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code TALLYHO12. It's going to get you 10% off your first purchase. It will also show you support for the pen addict from 5x5. Thank you so much to Squarespace. They give you everything that you need to create an exceptional website. Yeah, it was awesome to see how active Squarespace has been in development here recently. So it kind of it kind of comes and goes. They're always working on stuff in the background, and they don't um, they don't release it till it's ready. They don't like hand around, and people will be pinging them questions, and they're kind of elusive in answers. And then boom, they'll just drop something on you, like the Squarespace commerce commerce with the ShipStation integration. Yeah, I mean, just like out of the blue. So that's something that I've been wanting for our commerce site. Um, I haven't had a chance to play around with that yet, but that's a feature that. Is going to be. It's kind of a game-changing feature. Okay. Um, for what them to is, add to that, so uh, hopefully Station? I'll be able to talk to talk about that more. What is ShipStation? It's um, it's integrated. It's gonna it's going to allow us kind of one-stop um, organization of orders and shipping. Like everything will be integrated to where an order will someone will place an order. And it'll come in, and I'll be able to ship it and track it and contact the person who ordered it, let them know that shipped, and you know all, all the notifications and all the tracking. And it's just going to be integrated into um, the platform there. Nice. So it should be pretty cool. It's going to be very useful for someone like us. So, But I'll, I'll have more about it once I get to play with it here in a couple months. And so when we, do they when provide? We they don't, do they provide shipment for you? So like they... How does it like? So if you need to no, send, no, 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 okay. it'll it'll be like a um, you know, like I could self print postage kind of stuff, right? Like Indicia, like it's integrated with Indicia, which is what I'm using right now for um, just for printing labels and shipping and stuff. So you just like you fund your shipping account basically, so you can just continually buy and print postage. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. it's 145 dollars for unlimited shipments per month. 
Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look and see what I mean, all the breakdown is. That just is. seems kind of incredible. If that anyway, if it's what I think it is, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I believe it or not, I don't ship products. Okay. No way. So uh, learn to ship. <laughs> okay, I'll go. <get> <laughs> Hey, you, you need to come over here and, and start helping me shipping some Notco stuff. I think uh, early birds are going out next week for all of you paying attention. I have to finalize something with the post office, so I'm going to finalize that tomorrow Then have early birds packed and shipped next week. So heads up there. So, and then we'll start with the other stuff right after that. Cool. All right, so... This next topic encompasses lots of things that I want to talk about. And it's from a new blog that I stumbled upon from the Field Nuts page on Facebook. A gentleman by the name of Matthew Hicks. He's he decided, hey, you know, there's there's an infinite he said there's an infinite amount of blogs out there and I've decided to give it a try as a hobby. I just made a post on how I use my field notes, check it out. So I went and checked it out and I was like, wow. Okay. So this has this that little simple uh thing got my got my brain working overdrive for for several topics and this is probably something of a topic for next show but I wanted to point out Matthew's post one because it answers a question that I get a lot of times and this post details a field notes planner system that he's using so if you've ever asked me about using your field notes as a planner and how to set it up and this isn't necessarily a new thing he's just kind of taken some things that have been done by other people in the past and updated them to to fit him. Um, take a look at this. Take a look at Matthew's post. He goes through a few things. One is just he has like a general calendar in his field notes. He basically modifies his field notes. Um, it looks like he just breaks out a ruler and, and goes to town setting up um, calendars, um, daily planners. And he also uses a what's called a spiral dex, which you probably – heard me talking about Patrick Ng's Chronodex. You know, it's just another way for people to do time tracking during the day. Um, he incorporates all this into his field notes, um, into a single notebook, has a second notebook that he uses for task and like a bullet journal system, then uses a third notebook because he has a separate um, farm business. Where I am he, in love with this man. Yeah. <laughs> He has a fourth, a third notebook for the farm business where he tracks all the daily um, ins and out of the farm. Then he has a fourth book where it's his brain dump book, he calls it. And then his fifth book is the one that he carries around in his back pocket. And it's kind of like a, a the current brain dump and, and sketches and things like that. And then he keeps these all like tied up in like a Midori style leather cover. So <laughs> people, you know, this a lot of people ask me about field notes as a planner. So go here to check out math, what Matthew does. And uh, he, this is the first post on his blog. and I thought he knocked it out of the park. So, you know, I wanted to give him some some link love um, to check it out because I thought he did an exceptional job. Yeah, it's a nice looking site too. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool looking theme. And, um, you know, and this brings up a point that I wanted to, I wanted to just mention kind of in passing and see what the listeners, if the listeners were interested in me doing something like this in the future. Because I've had a couple questions recently about starting a pen blog or a paper blog or a review blog or something like that. And, you know, a lot of people reach out and, you know, say, you know, how do I get started? You know, what site should I use? What should I write about? How do you get products and things like that? I'm wondering if 
the listeners would like an episode just on, you know, like getting started in pin blogging, you know, that I kind would, of thing. I would. So, yes. Yeah. So we'll do, we'll that. do that. And I've got an, I've got an idea. I want to have a guest for that episode um, to talk about um, doing that. So I will work on that because I've been getting more and more questions about people wanting to start their blogs and should they do it and, you know, how do they go about doing it? And um, you should just do it. I mean, it's... Yep. It's a fun community to be a part of, and there's nothing really stopping you these days from just going to town and 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 starting to write about you know pens and paper and inks and anything else you want to write about. It's funny because only a few minutes ago I was remembering when we were first talking about Ed Jelly. Well, that's that. That's who I want to have on. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't told Ed uh, yeah. that yet. So, uh, Ed, uh, check your calendar because I want to get you on to do a uh, a pen blogging episode. So that's that's who I had in mind. Um, in my whole nearly four years of podcasting, I've never heard somebody invited onto a show in a pre in a in like a prior episode. <laughs> I've never heard, the invitation goes out via the episode. <laughs> yeah. So so no one tell Ed. Let's see if he really listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> then, so, then we'll so no one no one tweeted Ed or no one do anything like that. Let's let's see let's see if he uh, let's see if he listens listens to the episode yeah. and uh, accepts accepts my invitation to come on and talking about getting started in pin blogging. So so the onus is on you, Ed. <laughs> um, we had I don't know if you were on the uh, JetPins mailing list by chance, Mike. Uh yeah, yeah. So they had a cool. They do this once a year. Uh, I think they did it last year and the year before. Well, they'll come out with an email, you know, around this time of year, which is perfect for Christmas and things like that, where they just kind of do, you know, like Google does like the top search terms of the year and, you know, all the big search engines do all that. And um, JetPens did um, in their latest newsletter, the most wishlisted items of 2013. And, you know, it's a cool list. If you, if you need ideas for pens or anything like that, go take a look at the list as a whole. But one of um, one of our listeners named J.L. Thompson, he sorted out the list and he filtered out the list for fountain pens and just to kind of get an idea of what the most popular fountain pens were, most popular wish-listed fountain pens were. And it was an in- interesting result. So he sorted this by cost. Um, and... Let me just kind of let me run through this list real quick, and y'all y'all you'll be familiar with most of these pens. So, the most popular wish listed items of 2013 from Jet Pens in the fountain pen category were the Platinum Preppy Black, Platinum Preppy Blue Black, the Pilot Pettit One Blue Black, the Pilot Pettit One Black, the Pilot Penmanship EF Nib Black, Pilot Penmanship EF Nib Clear. Platinum Carbon Desk Pen, Lamy Safari, Charcoal Black, Lamy Safari, well, that was fine, Lamy Safari Extra Fine Charcoal Black, and the Pilot Namiki Vanishing Point. <laughs> so, so it, Jail's it comment was... It takes a significant was, turn at the end, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, Jail's comment was, I'm amazed at, one, the number of Pilot Pens that are popular, which just happens to be my favorite brand for fountain pens, rollerballs, and ballpoints. 
Two, the fact that the Metropolitan is not in this list. And three, the price point jump from the low economy range pins to a premium range without any mid-range pins in between like the Prera or the Platinum Cool. So, yeah, JL had the same same thought that you had. Yeah, and it, it, it It's super interesting, and this goes to a point where... I'm at and some of the conversations that I've had with other people um, that are like super, super experienced with fountain pens, you know, wanting to um, kind of have a different conversation about fountain pens, whereas I'm wanting to have the conversation about like this list of fountain pens because these are the ones that are people, you can tell from this list that people are just, people are trying this out, right? They want to see, well, do I like a fountain pen? Um, is fountain pen or fountain pens going to work for me? Um, you know, maybe it's something I like, maybe it's something I don't like, but I can take a, you know, a $3 risk or an $8 risk and then, you know, I'm not really losing out if I really hate it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it, it's an interesting list in that aspect that it's all of these um, low end pens sure. and then it jumps right into the Lamy's, Lamy Safaris, which we recommend a lot. And then it goes straight into the vanishing point. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. It. I mean, the only thing that I can think is that the vanishing point gets additional press, maybe? People talk about it? Yeah, um, I think so. Just because it's such a unique pen that no one else has really been able to pull off. I mean, there's other retractable pens like the Lamy Dialogue 3. kind of makes me um, sad a bit, though. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just a, it's just an engineering technical thing that uh, Pilot has nailed, and not everyone else has. I just, I just, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like that it jumps to that pen on this list. There's just yeah, something about that to me where I'm like, it's, it's, it's really expensive, and there are, in my opinion, far superior pens for like a half of the price. Sure, and that's why I always, um, I talk about that range that price range um that 50 to 100 dollar price range yep. in fountain pens is a is is quite a variance there you know that's why i talk about the twisby 580 so much i think that's one of the best value pens um around you know i think 55 55 dollars 60 dollars like, something like that i think that a, a, a uh i think that a vanishing point um should be in all pen edicts like arsenal right because it's yeah, so cool I think at some point but clearly this list is is reaching further than pen addicts or you would see you would see the prayer and the metropolitan in there mm-hmm. i don't know that it's, it's good to see that the safari's in there yeah that's good i'm happy about that but mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i just see it and i'm like that's so much money to be spending and then to think that that 140 dollar pen is selling more than the prayer is a is a concerning thing to me. Well, not it's not necessarily a sales list, right? It's just the wish list, wish listed item. It's not the oh, top sales items. This is a wish list item. Yeah, that kind of changes my argument <clears throat> a little bit, but but I will still yeah. stand by some of it. Yeah, no, I th- I think most of it was valid until just that point. I just want to make sure you you realize yeah. that. But I was kind of surprised the Metropolitan wasn't on there to be honest. Even I had that Metropolitan on my wish list just because it sold out so fast and I couldn't get the one that I wanted. So it was on my wish list forever, just waiting for it to pop back up. Why are people um, wish listing a pen that costs three dollars? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't wish list properly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I, I just use it as a future purchasing list, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, it is kind of funny to wish, wish list like the preppies and the pettits because they're $3 and they're always in stock. Um, the pilot penmanship is a great one because they sell out of it all the time. And it's so popular because the pilot, the nib, the EF nib that pilot uses fits on the Prera. So I recommend always buying the penmanship taking the nib off the penmanship and using it on the Prera. So I've never, I've bought like three penmanships, but I've never used one because I get them and I take off the nib and put them on something else. Is it a better <laughs> the nib, best then? way to get that nib. Is it a really good nib then? Yeah, it's just extra, extra fine. And you, oh. can't, you can't buy, you can't buy an EF nib on the Prera. You can only buy an F nib. Ah, see, see. So, so pro tip right there. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, I thought that was uh, something cool to look at. And we'll have the link to the uh, the full wish list in, in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. So I thought that was uh, thought that was some interesting uh, interesting things to uh, to ascertain from that list. So pretty cool, cool stuff. So we got we got a second sponsor today, Mike. We do indeed. We have yeah. the the great people over at Doxy have come back uh, to sponsor another episode of The Pen Addict, which is excellent stuff. So let me tell you about the Doxy Flip, which is a new type of scanner. It's not for going paperless, but for capturing your creativity in history anywhere. Doxy, the Doxy Flip is a retake on the traditional flatbed scanner of the past of two twists. First, it's super small. It's about the size of a book, and it's battery-powered, so you can take it anywhere. But Secondly, the Doxy flips the Doxy flip flips over to allow you to capture old photo albums, books, and pocket notebooks with a transparent scanning window underneath the underneath that lets you see right through to what you're scanning, so you can easily line it up and capture your original thoughts. The Doxy flip is perfect for field notes and Moleskine notebooks, index cards, and everything you thought couldn't be scanned with a traditional sheet-fed scanner. The Doxy Flip is now available for $149 from getdoxy.com and while supplies last, you can buy the from Doxy directly and get a free limited edition Doxy Field Notes notebook with textured French 80 pound cream cord tone covers. I recently uh, scanned my second notebook in with the Doxy Flip. Again, took me 10 minutes. I loved it. I loved that I got the little preview. Um, other stuff how simple it is to then just use to take those notebooks in the software. So once I've popped the SD card out, put the SD card into my MacBook Pro, um, use the software that Doxy has to just sort of take all of those, show them to me in one big image. I can flip them around as I need to to make sure the orientation's correct, staple them together into one book, ship them out to Dropbox and Evernote. I, I love it. I'm so happy that I have one of these things. And if you are a person that is as embedded in the paper lifestyle as us all pen addicts are, especially if you're a field notes uh, user or you use like the smaller notebooks, it's really good for that. Um, then I, it's a definite recommend for me. But even if you do use larger notebooks, you can like, they do this stitching thing so you can scan different sections. So you can like scan one half, scan another half and then stitch the images together, which is really, really, really cool too. Um, so, Go to getdoxy.com, that's G-E-T-D-O-X-I-E.com, and you can pick yourself up a Doxy Flip, which is a great stocking stuffer for the pen addict in your life, or if you just want to buy a present for yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, because um, our our friend and uh, my business partner, Jeffrey Brookwicky, um, you know, is uh, 
got one of these for himself for Christmas. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool gift and uh it's a it's a great it's a great scanner. It's like it's completely functional for what I need um to do with my notebooks and things like that. So yeah, perfect. A couple of weeks ago, um I needed something that was in an I I was at work and I had taken some notes in my previous field notes notebook that I needed. Uh, but that notebook is in my archive box at home. So I pulled out my phone, opened Evernote, and just scrolled through the PDF document and found the note. That's awesome. So it's exactly what I wanted it for. I I now have it for that, and that's what makes me happy. It kind of makes this part of my life go full circle, that I'm able to have the convenience of technology with the feel of the pen and and paper. That's cool. That's that's exactly what... um yeah, well, how it should be used, you know, that, that archival type stuff. And, you know, you, you don't need it every, you don't need your notebook every second of every day, but when you need it, you want it. And uh, to be able to have it so easy like that is awesome. Yep. Okay. So it's arrived. It's go time. The Visionaire is here. I feel like we should, I feel like we should play some like intro music. <laughs> yeah, th- this is, you know, I mean, I can play one of these sounds. Which, <laughs> that's a whole other thing, but there you go, it got in there. Um, right, so it's, I, don't even, I honestly don't know what to say, because I don't, the build-up of this is so, is so large. So what I'm going to do, I've taken some notes okay. that I'll go through. Um, the packaging was weird, it came in an envelope. Uh, when I opened the envelope, there was like a, a thank you note slash card, which is then all like crumpled up <laughs> because it came in an envelope. Um, fine, whatever. I mean, it, shipping is shipping. Like, don't send it to me in anything that's going to cost you too much money. I get that. It's just a point. The tube that the pen comes in like a, a sort of a cardboard tube, which is fine. I mean, we've seen this in a bunch of places, like the Retro 51 does it and stuff like that. Um, and then there's like this like little velvet. Um, case which is inside a case like a little bag and then inside the velvet bag was the pen which was wrapped in like a plastic sheath Which I, and I found the plastic weird like it just felt like an inattention to detail the way that it felt to me was they arrived in plastic and he shoved them in these velvet bags and put them in the tubes and I said, if you've got the velvet bag take it out of the plastic right And the only way that the only reason that I mentioned things like that, and there might be a few other things along that sort of line with the attention to detail, is that that is the impression that Morgan has given about this product that it is premium and that there has been a fine attention to detail taken. Like the cartridges, I didn't use the cartridges, and I'll get on to why I didn't in a minute, but they send a little box of cartridges that comes with the with the Visionaire. And it's just like, it just looks terrible. (laughs) It's just like a little box and it just says Visionaire on it. And it says like fine writing instruments on the side. And I'm just like, I don't, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's not not all come together. And I actually have some images. I've taken some photos. Okay, great. So I'll I'll make sure that they, they find their way into the show notes somehow. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll think of a way to do those. I haven't really thought of how I'll put them in, but um, I took just some photos of my my sort of unboxing experience. Um, 
I'll, I'll think of a way to do that. But yeah, so you'll be able to see the images. I have the Chrome version. Okay. So I'll go through some of my thoughts like that as I was writing them down when it, when I sort of started using this pen. So it it's got a really good weight. It's weighted really well. Um, it's not too heavy. It's not too light. It it feels solid, and the actual build, the actual material that it's made from feels relatively solid. Not high end, but solid. And I do consider those things a, a, a different. Um, it looks very professional. Like this is the sort of pen that I would expect to see in the hand of uh, my boss's boss. It's just very simple, very sleek. It just, you know, it just looks decent. You know. Mm-hmm. Real slight aside, I was in a meeting a couple of days ago at work, um, sitting around a big table, and there were people in there that were honestly three pay grades above me. One of them was using a Bic that the end had been chewed off. <laughs> and the and then another guy was using a Bic as well. And I'm like, guys, seriously, anything, just anything will do instead of this. But it's pen, amazing. To be a pen addict. Um. This is really hard for me, Brad, talking about this pen because of how long we've been discussing it. Yep. Because I mean, it's almost not fair. There really isn't much to say. Like, I don't have a lot to say. The ink flow is okay. Um, the nib feels like it's medium, but it's impossible to tell because it's not marked in any way. But it feels like a medium nib. Uh it just says Iridium Point Germany on the nib. There's nothing to me anyway. I'm sure that, you know, there are smarter people than I that can work it out by something. But um, it's relatively smooth. Um, these were sort of my initial impressions. Like, you know, it was relatively smooth and I was writing with it and I was quite impressed. Um, it, with, with the, I was expecting it to not, not feel good at all. Um, but it, it was kind of, you know, it was, it was fine. Like it was, you know... It, We'd, because of the way that we'd sort of this is the wrong word but it's the only one I can think of the way we'd sort of vilified the project mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be horrible and disgusting in every single way right? but it wasn't um, I used it, came, it comes with a converter which and I, and I filled it with uh, Iroshi Suku ink oh no I filled it with uh, Fuyugaki which is the orange Mm. The orange ink, and I wanted to do that because I didn't want the experience to be uh, tainted by using the potentially cheap cartridges right. that it came with. I wanted to give it a fair shake by using good ink, which in my thing, my sort of um, mind, was the right thing to do. So they were my initial feelings that it was perfectly fine, mm-hmm. and that's what I've said all along. And then I've said I've said the same thing for months, you know. So then I was taking some notes um, a couple of days ago and I thought I'll use the Visionaire and I could use it for like a minute and I had to change pen and I have no idea why. (laughs) I think that there is a mismatch between the way this looks and feels to how it performs. Right. And the actual look and feel of this pen... Is 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 nice. It's it's actually pretty decent for me, anyway. You know, in the way that it is weighted, but I kind of found it because of that. As I was using it, I couldn't help but compare it to other things, and 
considering I used the same ink in my Edison, I had to switch to my Edison because I just did not want to use this pen. It's actually became, for me, uncomfortable to hold. It's really slippery. And there's no grip at all. There's no there's no grip portion. So it's like a chrome, and it was just sort of felt like it was not secure in my hand as I was writing with it for long periods. And by far and away, the worst thing about this pen is what I expect some people think is the best thing, which is the resistance that has been added to the cap. Mm. It is, it's not possible to easily remove the cap with one hand. There is, it is, I'll, I'll open it and close it. I don't know if it will give you any indication, but <laughs> it sounded it sounded hard to put back on. It is, it's it's extremely difficult, and I and I I can see it has been added to make a premium feel. Mm-mm. But it just makes it's it just annoys me. I can take a screw cap off of a pen with one hand. Right. This one, for me to do it, I'm concerned I'm going to break the nib because I have to kind of like force the pen nib to one side to get some traction to do it with one hand. Mm-mm. It's just it's it's in my opinion the wor- the worst part of the pen. Yeah, one of our one of our Twitter followers, Glenn HK, actually mentioned that, and I hadn't heard that before. He says when he's putting the cap back on, it's like the nib itself is rubbing the sides of the cap. That could be possible. So, which is bad. It is incredible. It's just, it's like an an ordeal every time I want to put the cap back on. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I I wanted to give it a fair shake. Kind of wish I hadn't bought it, but pleased that I did so I could talk about it on the show. Do you have any questions for me at all? I do. I, okay. So a couple questions come to mind and you, you've kind of, you've kind of answered them, but I just, these were the questions that popped up when you were talking about it out of, okay. So you have the vision air. Where would you, what would you, do you have anything, any other pen that you currently own that you can even compare it to? Like, is it similar to something? Is it worse than something? Is it better than uh, something else? Like, how does it, rate with any other pen that you've used kind of thing the dip- disappointment level <laughs> remember, <laughs> the, remember the platinum platinum yeah. kind of like yeah. that okay like yeah it's just, just like nice nice looking yep. but not super functional perfectly fine but not to the levels that we expect gotcha that that's kind of my my sort of if, yeah, if I could put it in one one line, it's the the visionary is perfectly fine, but just not to the level that we would expect. Like mm-hmm. for this money and just as as a pen addict, it's just not. It's just nowhere near. It's just nowhere near, Brad. It's it, it's it's a, it's a, you know, it has not met the brief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Have you had any of the some of the people who are, were talking about like um, overly inky like nibs like the ink flow wasn't good like it it was almost you know like seeping through the nib it just wasn't kind of making a mess type of thing did no, you have any I, of that I haven't had any of that okay yeah, a few people were talking about that so I I mean I'm I think it's obvious definitely not worth the thirty seven bucks or whatever right no way yeah I wouldn't want to buy it for any amount 
really. Like, right. there is not. There, I wouldn't want to own this pen. Like, it's just not. It doesn't <laughs> do anything. It doesn't do anything for me. Like, even if you spent $5 on it or something, it's just going to sit there on the desk and not be used because it's not a good writing. It's not a good experience when you pick it up. It's not a good experience, but then it's also not an interesting one. Sure. <clears throat> that's that's a good that's a good point. It's like I have some pens that are also not fantastic, but they're interesting. Sure. Or I have pens that I don't even really use that much, but they're interesting to me. This is none of those things. Or like, for example, this is nicer to write with, in my opinion, in a Fisher Space pen. Mm-hmm. Because of you know, it's a fountain pen, and I always find fountain pens superior. But the Fisher Space pen has its interesting points which sure. mean that is a better pen to use. This doesn't have either of those things for me really. I yeah, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't like I have um do you remember that that pen that I bought called the AG Spalding? Sure. Yeah, the wood wood barrel one. Yeah, which was kind of uncomfortable to hold because they did like they do like this weird sort of like leveling on the the grip area. Mm-hmm. Um and I never use it really. But I love that I own it because it is fantastic to look at. Right. And so I don't regret that decision at all. But I I do regret buying this because it doesn't give me anything. It is so like, when I say it's professional looking, it's because it looks like a C-level executive's pen, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just understated, but made out of a nice looking material and isn't garish in any way you know like when I put my 540 ROC down on the desk people are like what is going on here <laughs> right yeah but yeah yeah alright well I mean I gotta say that's about what I expected I guess I mean I've said you know from the jump that everyone's gonna get a perfectly fine pen it's just not going to be, you know, one, it's not going to be worth the money for sure. And two, I don't know how it's going to function in relation to what you can get for, you know, something like a pilot metropolitan, you know, mm. that would be way more impressive of a writer than, than a pen like the visionaire. So, so, you know, I'd like to say hopefully we can put this to bed, but I I doubt um I doubt that's the case since our our friend uh, Morgan has popped up with another um Kickstarter campaign that we're not going to link in the show notes. No. But um just... I I could I could safely say I, w- I would avoid it at all costs. Cuz this one like it just looks badly made. Yeah. I think it I think it is what I thought it is the whole time. I mean, I think it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I have not heard one thing that, that changes my mind about it at all. So in regards to the visionaire, which is quite, this is quite somber because it's just like a, if you have any questions, send them in and we'll yeah. talk about it next week. I mean, I would be surprised if anybody had any questions more than what we've covered. Cause yeah. And let's, really let's, put, um, let's put, let's um, put, Hey, Matthews, um, Visionaire video. Matthew did a video. A video yeah, um, that'll be review. Put that in. Sh- we'll put that in the show notes. Um, it's like a ten minute review, and yeah. it kind of goes through the same things that you went through. It's actually, except I think his is worse. His is actually physically broken. Yeah, his um, review is much harsher than mine. I think partly mm-hmm. because of that. Like uh, yeah. some of the stuff that he was saying, I didn't agree with. But uh, yeah, all in all, yeah. it's, it's a very good take. 
yeah, and you can see like the the cap the cap um stuff and and that Mike was talking about in uh, Matthew's Matthew's video. So yeah, so like I said, you know, I want this to be <laughs> the last time we talk about it, but I'm sure it's not. But I, I I mean I think as more and more people get their pins, I think we'll probably see more and more uh, people talking about it, and um, you know. I think, um, yeah, like I said earlier, it is it is what it is, and it, it's it's exactly what I thought people would be getting, and it's unfortunate that Morgan has been able to get away with this. But you live and you learn, and hopefully, you know, I've I've seen some positivity coming out of it. Um, some of the people, like I've read on the Fountain Pen Network. A couple of people that backed the visionaire for their first fountain pen saying that, you know, I wish I'd listened mm. to other people. I wish I had done some more research. Um, and, you know, in the interim, you know, I bought something like a Lamy Safari and now I see what, you know, people are talking about and what, how a fountain pen should be and how it should write. Yeah. And, you know, I'm disappointed that I bought this other, got suckered into buying this other pen. There is a thing um, about that though, is if somebody buys this and it's their first fountain pen, this is going to be perfectly fine. And we'll also potentially prime them to buy more fountain pens. Yep. Because, yep. as I say, it does you know, a, a decent job, but it's yep. just not a very good one. Yeah, I just hope it's an, it's an eye-opener and, in, in, you know, it gets more people into fountain pens, you know, that something good could come out of it. But, um, sure. yeah, you know, I think people are realizing pretty quickly it's not, um, it's not anything special like it was, it was touted to be. Mm-hmm. Are you going to save it for um, signing your your first child's birth certificate? Is that something that he actually says? Because <laughs> yeah. people keep mentioning this. Yeah, he does. Okay. <laughs> yep, he sure does. It's an heirloom pen, man. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. All right, well, let's end it on that so we don't embarrass ourselves. Yeah, it might be for the best. <laughs> I just I, feel I, like dejected. I know. Because I really didn't want it to be like this. And it it just annoys me. It just really, really it just frustrates me. I'm angry. I'm angry about it now. I, I get really frustrated about it. Because I really, really freaking care about this stuff. Like so much. Like this is such an important part of my life, pens and, and paper, and doing this show. And this the stuff that's happening on Kickstarter is not just good for consumers, it's good for the community that is built around pen and paper and this show. And and I honestly believe like we our listenership on this show is, is growing more and more and more all the time. Like I can't believe that it continues to, but it does. And I think that it's because of things like Kickstarter and the incredible projects that are there that get people interested and intrigued. And then when something like this happens, it just it just detracts from everybody else mm-hmm. because it doesn't affect some of m- most of the consumers. But what it does is puts a perceived value against the quality and this pen is not worth however much it was i paid for it like 37 dollars or something it's just not it's just not worth that and it frustrates me that there are there are people like make trying to make a living that can't so 
or, or trying to make a living and really struggling and they're trying to sell better stuff at similar value, cheaper value or more expensive value. But the value of this pen is probably as much as, as he paid for it, which was, if correct, nothing. And if he did do everything that he said that he did and paid for things exactly this, the way that he did, then somebody really needs to sit down with him and have a serious conversation about this stuff because he has clearly gone into a business and he has that he knows nothing about and he really needed at least someone to help him. It just it really angers me. You can probably tell I'm yeah. really annoyed. I'm really annoyed about it because it just, it just, this sort of stuff devalues what me and you love so much. And, and that's, I think, the last thing that I have to say about it. Oh, I, I, I think you knocked it out of the park right there. I'll, I'll let that stand on its own. That's, uh, I agree 100% um, with what you said and the passion and emotion you said it with. I couldn't say it any better. If you want to catch up with me and Brad online, thanks for that, by the way. Uh, you can do mm-hmm. so in a couple of ways. Uh, we're both on Twitter. Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. I am iMike at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. I have no doubt that you'll be talking to us this week. Um, you can find Brad online as well. He writes at penaddict.com and don't forget notco.com as well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. We do actually love you all. Um, and until next time... Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.